Hello, listeners. Veronica Costello here, thrilled to be your new co-host on Talk Commerce. Today, we're diving into the captivating world of AI and retail, with a mix of humor, insight, and of course, our special guest. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Veronica. Just to give our audience some context, while my tech talk may sometimes feel like an episode of Star Trek, Veronica is here as our grounding force, bringing us back to the Central Park coffee house. <laughs> no pun. Isn't that right, Veronica? Spot on, Brent. I'm here to guide you through the labyrinth of tech and commerce, ensuring we stay relatable, even as we tackle some complex subjects. And speaking of subjects, let's introduce the reason we're all here today. Absolutely, Veronica. Take it away. Listeners, today we have a special guest joining us, Arv Natarajan, Director of Product at Group by Inc. Arv will be helping us explore how AI is transforming retail, delve into the advancements in product discovery technology, and forecast the future of personalized e-commerce experiences. So get ready for an enlightening journey into the world of retail and AI with Arv Natarajan. Let's dive in. But first, a short word from our sponsors. Great news for the Magento community. Hufa is now fully supported by Amnesty, the number one Magento extension provider. With a catalog of over 250 Magento products and solutions and a full range of custom development services, Amnesty actively invests in providing compatibility with the Hufa theme. 33 solution compatibilities have already been released and are available as part of the regular product subscription with no extra charge. And many more new compatibilities are coming. In partnership with Hufa, Amnesty is focused on providing its clients with high quality extensions, great performance, and a high level of service. Visit amnesty.com for more details. That's A-M-A-S-T-Y.com. And remember to tell them Talk Commerce sent you. Is your Magento site moving at a snail's pace? Believe it or not, you're in the same boat as 90% of Magento store owners. Let's add a splash of optimism. I recently had a client who revived their site by switching to Hufa. Their excitement was contagious. Hufa is more than just a theme. It's like having a secret weapon in your e-commerce arsenal. Picture this, you're crafting an online space that's as vibrant, engaging, and dynamic as your brand. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? That's the Hufa magic! Performance, top-notch! Usability, smooth as butter! With Hufa, hitting Google Lighthouse scores of 100 isn't a dream, it's reality! My client and I have been on this exhilarating journey, and I tell you, it's a game-changer! But hey, Hufa isn't just about turbocharging your performance, it's about putting a personal stamp on your store. The theme is fully customizable. Play around, express yourself, make it truly yours! My client has been having a blast watching their online storefront transform supercharged by Hufa's powerful features and tools. Ready for transformation? Why not test drive Hufa and feel the difference yourself? Visit hyva.io. That's hyva.io. And when you get there, don't forget to mention that Talk Commerce sent you. Trust me, you're in for a treat. Have you been enjoying your free jokes on these podcasts? 
Well, let me just tell you that the jokes aren't free. They take time and effort to come up with them. Please go to wherever you download your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, and rate and review this episode. It will help so much to increase the awareness of talk commerce. Again, wherever you download your podcast, please rate and review it. Thank you. Welcome to this episode. Today I have Arv Narajan, and I'm going to have Arv do a better job because I didn't practice his last name. But so Arv is the director of product for Group by. Arv, go ahead, do an introduction for yourself. Pronounce your last name so I can understand it, and unless I got it right, which is not very co- not very common, and tell us day to day role and maybe one of your passions in life. Sure thing. Thanks for having me, Brent. Appreciate the uh, the time. Yeah, you got, you were close. It's Arv Natarajan, although it's an Indian name. I say it with an Australian accent, so I'm I'm probably butchering it myself if I if I go talk to my family. But it's uh, Arv Natarajan, and I'm like you said, head of product at Groupby, where I've been for about seven years in a series of roles in delivery and onboarding. But now I'm in product. Groupby itself, it, we're a global e-commerce search and product discovery leader where we help retailers create extraordinary digital experiences, leveraging data-driven insights and, and AI technology for site search and, and discovery. Passion in life, let's see. I've got to say, probably travel and food, and I'm living my best life if I can combine both of those things, pasta in Italy or, or sushi in Japan or something like that. That is me living my best life, for sure. That's awesome. And my son, my kids are grown, but my son comes over on Sundays and we do some meal preps and yeah, last weekend he had us made poutine. Ooh, that's you know, great. We, we had, we, yes, we had, I, I wouldn't say, no, it was good in case my son is <laughs> listening, but I would say that I've had better poutine outside of my home and outside of Minneapolis, but that's regardless of that. I know before we get into content, and today we're going to talk about AI and how that's affecting e-commerce, and it's I think it's incredibly valuable, but before we do that, uh, you had volunteered to let me tell you a joke. And maybe we should say something like, was this joke written by an AI engine, or is it so bad that it has to be written by a human? But uh, the, the idea is a free joke project is joke should always remain free. So I'm just going to tell you a joke. You can give me your reaction. Here we go. My therapist just told me I have an extreme difficulty in picking up social cues. I think she loves me. <laughs> Ooh, that actually sounds like it could be written by an AI as well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I mean, the benefit of this kind of technology is you can feed that joke into the AI platform and it'll make it better for you. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever make it better, but that's a good idea. And the, I, there is a there is a dad joke API that I'm is still there? I still want to I want to use ChatGPT to build me a a WordPress plugin that then I can go and grab that a joke a day. <laughs> the problem is that sometimes there's jokes that aren't appropriate in my wife that would not like them, so I'm a little worried about just publishing one a day. But anyways, so let's move on. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about how AI can help you increase your sales on your... Let's just do some background. How is AI going to really impact e-commerce? And it's going to impact it big time this year, right? Yeah, it's really exciting what's happening with this technology. Um, everyone's talking about ChatGPT and generative AI. We can definitely talk about that. But before we even dig into it, I think it's important to, to really talk about some of the challenges that retailers are facing currently. And the biggest one that I hear when I talk to clients or prospects or, or just people that, that run their business and sell products online is 
sometimes or even a lot of the time, their shoppers, their customers are not able to find the products they're looking for quickly. And that's obviously a huge problem. We've all been in that situation, right? Like we go to our favorite website, retailer's website, we type in our search and we get the wrong set of results. It's not really what we're looking for. If we're patient, we might try again, maybe one or two times. If you're like me, you're going to give up and go straight to Amazon. That's what I do every time. And the stat that I've heard that's been thrown around is over $300 billion online is lost each year from a bad search experience. That's a huge number. And, and clearly, it's a problem that needs to be solved. And so leveraging this kind of AI technology can help retailers really boost their sales. Yeah, and I, I, I was just on a call, a, um, a Twitter Spaces call with Big Commerce, and they were talking about where it's probably going to go that we're going to be able to train our AI chatbots to learn everything about a product. And instead of maybe instead of doing a search, you're going to start interacting with the chatbot bot mm-hmm. and in real in human language asking them what you would like and just like the UC na- layered navigation to help you find your product on a website uh, I believe that the chatbots are going to be able to learn everything you need to do about every single attribute and every single product on your entire website and then give you that recommendation but also give you alternative recommendations based on other things that you may not have known about but your other clients have known Yeah, exactly. You can think of it, I think, as if you were going into a store and having that experience with a store associate. So you might go into a a hardware store and say, I've got a bathroom renovation coming up next week. What are the products that I need? And you would have a conversation and they would take you to the grout section, to the tile section, to the tool section, and they'd, they'd help you build the tools you need to have that bathroom renovation be successful. Online, no one is searching or having that kind of conversation with a website because it's just the UX, the user experience is not there right now. And users are not trained to search like that. They may search for specific keyword queries to do with that renovation, to do with the specific tools or the grout and things like that. But if you could combine both of those experiences and make it make that online shopping experience more as if you were in a store, it not only is it compelling and helpful to the user, I think it will also obviously help the retailer by, by providing better uh, cross-sell opportunities or, or upsell opportunities as well. Yeah, and I, I, I think what you're saying too is that we are going to see the AIs start learning what users are doing and start mm-hmm. offering different things. I know that there's a number of services that provide like quizzes on, on your website. And if eventually your AI bot or your search engine knows to respond when say when somebody comes on and let's just say in, in the hardware example, I'd like to build a shed, a garden shed or something like mm-hmm. that. The Theoretically, they could give you a whole list of things that are needed for a garden shed, just like if you would go to chat GPT right now and say, hey, give me a list of items that I need for a garden shed. It's probably going to give you a whole list. But if mm-hmm. it's tailored exactly for your website, that's going to give you a very specific list with SKUs and even an add to cart for the entire list. So yeah, do you see, do you, is that where you see it going? Yeah, and, and hardware is just one example. Say you're making a family dinner for the weekend and you want to look at a recipe or a series of recipes that have a theme or, or you're looking at a Christmas dinner and you look at the different ingredients, you could absolutely combine this kind of AI technology to help you build that that meal for your family and friends that is based on the, the recommendations from this AI and tailored for that specific retailer's website as well. If, if we're looking at this now compared to some of the legacy solutions, how, how do we see the differ? How do we see it differ coming up in, 
and is AI always involved in that? Everyone claims they have AI and that their AI is the best AI. Clearly, clearly not everybody can be right about it. And with technology like this, it has moved so far in, in, in complexity as well as smarts that your retailers absolutely have to take advantage of it, right? And the, and the technology that's out there right now. For example, Google is synonymous with search. Everybody knows that. And they've brought similar technology that they're using from Google.com and YouTube to their retail search platform as well. This kind of next generation e-commerce site search product discovery platform really should be what retailers are looking at in order to make the, the best experience or build the best experience for their customers and maximize their own online revenues as well. And what what particular are you excited about? Is it just the AI portion of it, or is there, is there something that, that like Group Buy is doing that is going to be very exciting or is already exciting for people to see? Yeah, we've launched or partnered with Google over the last couple of years to bring this technology to market. And the biggest the thing that excites me the most is the is, is how little human intervention or manual effort is required to be successful with something like this. In the previous generations of search technology, it required a lot of configuration, a lot of uh, hand-holding, a lot of tuning to make that engine perform well, primarily because it wasn't really designed for e-commerce. We were repurposing various technologies for e-commerce, and so there was a lot of configuration that needed to be implemented in order to be successful. With something like this, and with basically every customer that has gone live with us in the last year or so, we've gone live without any human intervention. No business logic at all. It just works out of the box. And what that means for the retailer, not only is it driving better or larger online revenues, it's also reducing that cost of ownership. You need less teams of developers, smaller teams of developers to build and run and maintain something like this. Smaller teams of merchandisers, or you don't even have to reduce your team. You can help have that large team focus on more strategic initiatives, growing your catalog or going to new markets or expanding and working in marketplaces. There are various things that are more strategic and higher value that that retailers should be focusing on instead of search tuning, which is where a lot of effort was spent in this previous generation of search. So that to me is one of the more exciting pieces of it is there's very little human intervention that needs to be done. The flip side of that is you have to trust the AI. And that obviously is, is something that can be challenging, especially if retailers are used to a certain way of working with their technology. So giving up some of that control, trusting and having faith that the AI is learning from data, it's not making this up. This is data that's being fed into a platform that is then driving some of these results. That is a challenge and something that I think needs a new mindset, a new, new shift in thinking in the industry. I want to key on that learning from data because I think often, I think where people are going or a lot of these new AI tools that have come out are giving you AI or they're giving you generated, let's just say generated tweets. And those tweets may or may not have anything to do with what you want. And if they don't give you as a human a chance to say, hey, this is not what I wanted, all it knows if you is the tweets that you don't use. And I, I think that what platforms need to learn is for AI to learn faster is to have some of that feedback. And I know that I've seen it coming in now, but a year ago, especially, a lot of these AI platforms were just giving you content. And, fig and there's some other back algorithm that was maybe learning, 
But it, without some of that direct human intervention, that learning is a lot longer than it could be if people are putting some feedback on it, right? Absolutely. I think that's where this technology excels is in the iterative approach that it can take. If you can get a set of results from this kind of technology and then say, this is what worked, this is what didn't work for me, this is where we need to improve, you can iterate and improve the quality of the results that come back and optimize it specifically for your own needs. So that because one of the aspects of this platform is that it is general, it, it looks at the data in aggregate and not specifically for your own use cases. So if you can then help feed into the system your specific business objectives and what you're looking for coming out of this engine, uh, that would really help optimize it for your specific objectives as well. And do you see uh, two paths right now? The one path where it's a hands-off approach and we're letting AI kind of do its own learning and the other path is more hands-on where humans are helping AI to be better at it at itself? I think it's always going to be a balance of both. Eventually, I think it's going to lean more towards the automation and, and automated approach because that's just more scalable, it's more effective, and people can then spend time and, and effort and resources on other things. But absolutely, there I don't see there being, a, at least with the way that the current technology is, is implemented, I don't see there being a fully hands-off approach with a system like this. I think there's always going to have to be a little bit of tuning, which is where we can provide that domain expertise that the AI might not have. I know that Google has come out and said that they are at the moment not penalizing you for content that's generated through AI. And I know right now we're talking a lot about how we can use that search function within an e-commerce website. But I think at some point Google is going to penalize us for content that's just generated by AI. And then that's going to impact your native searching or your organic searching. Mm -hmm. Is there a danger that everybody and their brother or sister is now generating all this content with AI tools and pretty soon it's just, all we're going to have is this huge vanilla of content out there that doesn't differ from anything else how are we going to make sure that the content or the search is native to the to the store owner or merchant or once, like you have the domain of that e-commerce store, but then you have the larger domain of people want to find you on that e-commerce store. I see there's there is a a little bit of a danger in letting it go, and suddenly all the tool is doing is optimizing for what it knows it it does. And once Google throws something in there that says, oh, by the way, we're not going to index your site at all because we can see it's all been generated by AI. It's, yeah, I, I think you're right. I've heard that as well, where they're looking to start to penalize people where the content is the same. But I think that's that, that there is a key difference here. One is between, or it is between content and results. So the search results, the product results themselves, will be specific to that website because that's the product catalog that the retailer carries. The content is, is definitely where you want to be more selective with how you use this kind of technology. If two retailers sell the same T-shirt or sleeping bag or something like that, they obviously shouldn't have the same content as each other. So that's where merchandising comes in and that little bit of human intervention where you review what the AI has written, make sure that it's not generic or it's the same as your competitors and things like that. And you add in your own personal specific flair of, for that business that you run. But on the results side of things, that's where I think that there's more leeway with how much you can give up to the AI because 
it takes into account things like user behaviors on your website as well as insights from YouTube and Google Shopping and other places where it provides the most relevant results for the end user that's optimized for revenue for the retailer. And, and that's where this, I think, there, there's just more that you can do with that and less uh, concern you might have about being vanilla compared to everybody else because those results are specifically to your website as well. And I would imagine this is nothing new as people are selling other, if you're a distributor or you're selling another product like Levi jeans or whatever, if you just rely completely on the manufacturer to give you your title and your description, again, you're just the same as everybody else. So exactly. you're, you're, you're going to get penalized for the fact that you have nothing that makes you an expert in your industry. Exactly. Let's let's go back to the, your your domain search or your site search. What does it look like for personalized searching in the future here? And the future, I'm going to say, is now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's super exciting. So obviously there's platforms like social media that are becoming larger channels where retailers and brands can reach their customers directly and provide compelling reasons for them to shop online as someone browses through their social media feed suggesting products that are relevant to their interests, I think is a great way of growing your customer base. It works for me. I'm on Instagram shopping all the time, so I know what that's as a consumer. So I think that's where we are currently, and I think that's going to get just bigger over the next few years as well. As the technology gets better, as the social media platforms get more intuitive, I think that that is one avenue where this level of personalization will only increase and will get better for both the retailer and for the consumer. I think there's a statistic, and you might have even said it on a previous podcast that I was listening to, where most people are okay with their data being used as long as it's being used to help their interests, as long as it's being helped to provide more relevant results. I think that's important. I think people like that as long as it's helping them. Yeah, and we talk about anonymized data, and I think that's mm -hmm. what you're referring to, is people are okay if they know that their name and their home address is not associated with right. whatever they're buying and actually that that's what really helps <clears throat> that's what helps you as a store owner make sure your searches are more relevant right and i can and, see that's where ai really plays a big role in that yeah and the same thing on a website as well is we don't need to know that it's jane smith or john smith that has bought this particular brand of jeans but when they log in next time as long as we can tie their persona to their shopping history we can suggest jeans that choose to go with those jeans or handbag to go with those jeans or t-shirts that that, are, that are provide a, a better shopping experience as if you were in a store talking talking to an associate that, that might recommend similar products or, or, or products that might match. So I think that's that level of personalization is where the industry is going and we're there in many cases already. Do you think, so there's this concept sometimes of a bad waitress cafe and there's actually one here called the bad waitress where the waitresses or waiters are purposely rude to you as a customer. I've heard of it. Do you think that at some point we're going to have a chat bots that are that'll know you? Let's just say you, they have your age, and I'm I'm 56. So let's just say I go and I I'm buying some jeans, and I I pick the super skinny jeans that all the 20 somethings are wearing, and the chat box is going to say, I don't think your kids are going to want you to wear this. Maybe you should try these. Uh, do you, do you, you think that that was a level of personalization we could get to? I think that's interesting. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, and it would be fun without being so creepy because I think yeah. too, and I think the creepy factors we're going to shift in the creepy factor, right? Mm -hmm. That personalization is going to get so good that as a profile they're going to know you, and then 
I see a lot of e-commerce stores maybe saying, we will keep this internal. We're not going to share it with anybody, but this is going to help your buying experience, right? So just exactly. like you get a, you would get a, a personal shopper for you that's mm-hmm. going to go to your local store, your local department store, and buy stuff for you. This is an opportunity for trusted brands to have trusted personal shoppers that are exactly. bots, right? Yeah, and it's scalable. If you if you're a Walmart or a or a massive retailer, you can't obviously have human curation for every one of your customers because you have millions. So if you could do this at scale with a large customer base and it still provides a relevant, rich experience for them, I think that's the way of the future. Yeah. So Walmart or Target, you see them doing this first. You mean between those two? I'm yeah. sure they're both neck and neck uh, <laughs> in terms of where they're at. Every, everybody's looking at this kind of technology, and the larger companies obviously have a, an advantage of having larger teams that are able to invest resources and effort and time into something like this. So I'm sure we'll see some of these large companies, retailers, pilot some of this, these shopping experiences that are relevant, personalized, using this technology in the very near future. Do you? Uh, some of my past guests have said that a lot of this is leveling the playing field between the big and the small, where a smaller operator can now offer some of the experiences for their guests on their website that they couldn't. They could all, they, maybe going to a big box retailer or like a Best Buy or something that has the ability to to really leverage the technology with a large team. Now. You, like we had, you had talked earlier about that it takes a lot less people to do all this. It, it is leveling the pay, playing field in, to a certain degree, isn't it? Absolutely. That's a great point. Democratizing this kind of AI technology with platforms that are available out there is, is, is where we are currently. You can, as a small retailer, take advantage of this technology without having a large team. I'm sure the large team helps because you can just direct more resources into it, but you don't have to have that level of resource investment in order to take advantage of the technology. And so you're right. I think democratizing the playing field or democratizing the technology and leveling the playing field will absolutely let a lot of smaller brands use this level, this kind of technology, provide that compelling, rich experience for their shoppers straight away. I think so as well. Yeah. Tell us a little – give us a few uniques on Group Buy. I'm interested because I think that this the idea of this has been around for a while, but nobody's really latched onto it yet. And I'll say Adobe Sensei is out there. That's available for Adobe Commerce stores, but it's and if anybody from Adobe is listening, I'll tell you it's not that it's not unique in the sense that nobody's really using it in the way they could, and it's never really taken off as of yet. I'm sure now it's really becoming a thing, but it's been a it, this idea has been around, but it hasn't been implemented very well. Yeah, you're right, and I think that leveling the playing field conversation is relevant here as well. GroupBuy provides, it's a one-stop shop for omni-channel e-commerce search and product discovery. That's a bit of a mouthful, but, but basically we let or enable retailers create extraordinary digital experiences and use data-driven insights to provide relevant results that are optimized for revenue. Now, our typical customer is more mid-market to enterprise size, but as we start working with some partners like, let's say we integrate with Shopify or Salesforce or one of these larger platforms that are out there, which catered to smaller companies, smaller to medium businesses, then absolutely this kind of technology is through group buy will be available as well. And the benefits that we can help with these retailers is through the merchandising platform or the analytics platform that tell you this is how your site is performing and here are the actions that you need to take 
in order to drive certain business objectives, whether it's growing your catalog or if it's increasing sales in a certain category or focusing on a marketplace products and different types of fulfillment, we can support all of this functionality that you might have on your website through our infrastructure, through our platform that is very flexible as well. You may have heard or may have also talked about composable commerce type approaches or Mac Alliance type approaches where it's API first, it's headless, it's flexible, it's modular. There's you're no longer driven or forced down a path as a retailer to pick one platform and stick to it and only use their their products. You can choose the different types of technologies that that you might uh, that might be better and 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 more specialized for your domain. Um, you might pick a certain search provider and then a certain CMS and a certain content provider or, or um, PIM, or, which is like a product catalog database. You might pick different providers for each of these technologies, and so. Choosing a platform like GroupBy helps you do that as well, where we're able to integrate with these different platforms. That's perfect. If you have one little bit of advice that you could give to a merchant out there, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a tough question. There's so many things as a merchandiser that are important to you. I think this whole conversation has been about AI. I would say don't sleep on this AI technology. It is right here right now it's available to use it is cutting edge it will provide more relevant results with less effort and less cost to run and it will be optimized for your specific objectives this technology you should be taking advantage of it uh, arv as we close out the podcast i give everybody a chance to do a shameless plug what would you like to plug today i think i'll, I'll continue to plug group by we've worked with a lot of customers out there we've been in the e-commerce industry for over 10 years now working with some of the largest retailers in north america and i think the results that we've been able to help these retailers achieve have speak, speak for themselves. So check us out on groupby.com and uh, we would love to talk to you and, and show you more about what our technology can do for you. Great, and I will make sure I put all these in the show notes. Arv, uh, it's been great. It's been a great conversation. I really appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me, Brent. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce please rate this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the free joke project. Go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the free joke project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch in the spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com.